And hello, everyone. This is Mobility and Inclusion. I am Harut Markarian, and my guest today is the Proud Abilities Expo Ambassador for the past four years, Donna Russo. Donna has a huge passion for dance, and she's the star of Donna on the Go, show created by Peggy Lane that can be found on YouTube. The show has also won a Telly Award. Donna on the Go is an Emmy-submitted web services designed to raise awareness for people with challenges. Donna was born with Turner Syndrome and now has adult-onset FSH muscular dystrophy. She graduated from Mercier University with a bachelor's degree in dance. Donna performed as elves, aliens, dolls, and monsters in television, film, and music videos. She was on the national tour of Elvin and the Chipmunks and the Magic Camera as Elvin, performed in Lord of the Rings, Passions, Power Rangers, and in many other roles. Donna is also a motivational speaker and has often been asked to speak to various groups. Donna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is an honor, Harut. I am honored to be asked to do this. Oh, so. it's, it's our pleasure. It's, uh, you know, this is uh, part of the mobility and inclusion uh, that we're uh, trying to uh, do here at Markarian Robotics. And we are glad to have you on. Uh, and you know, we have uh, something in common. I uh, also danced for quite some time. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. Yep. I, that's uh, I learned about you now. <laughs> I guess so, <laughs> I guess so. I did, uh, I did have a, a, a good 13, 14 years of dance uh, experience. Wow, so what a connection. That's. That's fantastic. So you know a lot about uh, connection and dance and working with other people and bodies and everything. Yes, <laughs> so absolutely, absolutely. Uh, when uh, you know when we were performing on that stage, uh, that that feeling is indescribable. I ex I absolutely know that feeling. Yes. Wow. Okay, you get it. <laughs> you get it. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's give a little context to our viewers in terms of your condition. Can you please? Uh, by telling us how your physical challenges started. Okay, I have uh, something that's called Turner Syndrome, unrelated to uh, FSH, muscular dystrophy. Mm -hmm. Now, Turner's is um, where part of an X chromosome is either um, missing or incomplete, and it can affect your um, size, which it did for me. It can affect your kidney. Um, you can have a U-shaped kidney, um, you can have some heart issues, but every individual is different and it happens to women. So uh, every, everybody's different and you can have one symptom, you can have some other symptoms. It has to do with the pituitary gland. Mm -hmm. So it is a pituitary issue and um, can be a result. You can have small structure mm -hmm. and people have had growth hormones. It's complex, and you can look it up at turnersyndrome.org and learn a lot about it. Um, FSH is a muscular dystrophy disease uh, or issue, as I like to call it. Um, it is a slow condition that robs your strength in your muscles, um, in the face, in the scapular, and uh, actually can affect your legs as well. And it's very slow. Sometimes you don't even know what's going on. Mm. Um, I didn't know that I had it at all. The only thing that was an issue was when I was little, I was asked to um, 
sing and whistle. And I could not whistle. And I came home and tried to find out from my dad, like, can you help me whistle? And I could never get it. Um, I didn't, I just thought I can't whistle. So I didn't really think about it, but it does have to do with the face. I see. So later, I mean, I was a dance major. I went on tour. I did everything, you know, I did local shows. I did film work and everything and nothing. Um, I did not really realize it was uh, a muscle thing. Mm -hmm. And what happened was I, I went to the gym and did a lot of workout. And I, I kind of exhausted my arm and I realized I could not raise it very well. I thought, what is this, you know? And um, so it slowly comes to you. It does, and, and sometimes you don't even know. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm sure you have a quite experience dealing with it uh, throughout your, you know, throughout your life. Uh, let's talk about what steps did you take, uh, you know, to adapt with your challenges as you were growing up? Okay. For, um, well, short stature, really. And again, Turner syndrome and FSH are not related. Mm -hmm. So you don't get one because of the other it's two separate issues. But the first thing I dealt with uh, in the beginning was a small stature. And um, uh, I'm under five foot. So I'm four foot five. So all a lot of my life, I got teased by being short. And the first grade teacher had to uh, pick me up to the water fountain. So that's an adaptation there. And um, uh, the other people in, in school, the older kids would pick me up as soon as I got into the schoolyard because they thought I was so cute. But then the boys would make fun of me. And um, <laughs> so adapting to people's judgment of uh, the short stature was um, took some getting used to. I had a lot of help from my family. My dad would tell me not to pay any attention. Good things come in small packages. And there's actually an episode on Donna on the go um, where um, Donna is talking about uh, what people call you and and how you feel about names, name calling. So um, the episode of Meeting and Mama, talk about that. So it's an adjustment. Oh. And every kid goes through adjustments that they have problems with when they're growing up. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I can only imagine. Um, what about uh, like the challenges in pursuing your passion? How did that affect, how did your condition affect that, that passion of yours? Oh, okay. So um, I wanted to be a ballet dancer. But at that time, it was like uh, they would look at your height and they'd say, well, I went to the Pennsylvania Ballet. My mom drove me there and I had a little something, little audition thing going on. And I wanted to go in and show in front of the judges or whatever. And they just wouldn't even look at me. They told my mom that she's just too little. Yeah. So uh, I was devastated, crushed, um, but I still wanted to dance and I still took my classes and I still took it real seriously when I got into oh, high school. And then of course I went, made my way into college as a dance major. And uh, I just, I just didn't want to give up on it. And, you know? uh, 
how did you how did you find the place eventually you did some dance i saw on, on your website uh that you uh you know you you danced you have some some uh, films there some pictures there so uh you know talk to us about how how your resilience and your you know the way you pursued your passion got you to that to that point okay so my size oddly enough had a lot to do with getting character roles and uh as dance character roles, like I mentioned elves, aliens, um, dolls. I was a dancing doll, um, an Oompa Loompa on film um, and on a stage show. Uh, so oddly enough, this size of four foot five kind of put me in a category and it ended up working. Mm -hmm. So I, I fit myself in somewhere and, uh, I think what it is is I didn't want to let it go enough that I just kept doing it because I loved it so much. And I just thought, well, we'll see what happens. I just don't want to give it up. And uh, you did well because most, most people start something and they, uh, at one point when, they, uh, when they're you know, in front of a, a barrier, they tend to uh, give up or they say, okay, it's not for me. But... If you have a passion, I think you should pursue it and you should go for it, no matter what barriers come in front of you. And once you go through past those barriers, I think the, the, uh, the satisfaction will be there. Yeah, there is some reason why I, it was calling me. There is some reason why. And it doesn't mean that I didn't try to do other things to, you know, fulfill my other interests or try to find my other talents because I worked in a hotel for like 30 years um, and also did the dance work. Um, they knew me well enough and they let me do uh, the film work. But um, I, some, I just didn't give it up. It stayed there. It stayed in my head. Yeah. That's, so. that's awesome. That's awesome. I, uh, I commend you for that. Uh, that is a beautiful story. Um, let's let's move on to you know the the mobility equipment that you you used or now using. Uh, how many did you use? What were the challenges with those? Uh, and what what would be your ideal mobility equipment for you? Okay, um, I started out with a cane. Um, I started out with a cane, and in my head, I did not want to walk with a cane. Um, I, I put a barrier up to that because I thought somehow that was going to make me uh, less or make others think of me less. I'm like, I'm walking around with a cane, you know, and um, I got, got to thinking a different way about it. And I said, well, this is what I need to, to move, so I better accept it. And, um, you know, if it's going to help my life, it's going to help me you know, move and do the daily things I need to do, then I need to accept it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought of, of it in a different way. I thought of it as, you know, an assistance thing. And sometimes you get to where you have to think, you know, I, I am me and this is not me. And um, what other people think of me, you know, try to push it aside and just, you know, be the person that you can be. Yep. 
Definitely. And uh, the person that you are is not by uh, the outside appearance or, or sometimes it's not even by your uh, capabilities. The, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're your own person and your inner self actually depicts what kind of person you are. And uh, the, this whole show, Mobility and Inclusion, is about highlighting this, highlighting, highlighting the fact that people are uh, more than what they appear to be or what, what they appear to be able to do. Um, right. so, um, that's, uh, that's really, really nice uh, to hear. So uh, I, I saw one episode, I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was the first episode that I looked at on Done On The Go. I wanted to see what was, what was it about. And I know it's, uh, you know, raising awareness through, uh, through humor, right? Yes. Uh, and uh, you were, you had a cane and you were trying to go up the stairs, but there was a ramp on the side of the building. Yeah. That was uh, that was pretty cool uh, the way it was done and uh, it took you twenty something minutes to get to the door eventually. Uh, and is that something that you know that really takes you that long? Yes, it was with the walker mm-hmm. and um, Peggy. Uh, she wanted to get the perspective of myself using a walker and how long it takes me so that people become aware of how long does it take a person who's using something to help them, like a walker or a cane. What does that feel like? How long does it take them to go somewhere? And how long is the ramp or some of these ramps that you have to walk up to get to your station? We really needed to um, see from my perspective, what's going on. Yeah, yeah. That people understand. And it was portrayed really nice. Uh, I, I even remember there was a delivery man that came in, left, and you're still trying to go up the ramp. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, and and uh, it's, it's amazing. I, uh, you know, for me, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think of it, you know, because for me, that's natural thing to go up the stairs and it's so quick. Right. But when I view it from your angle or from the Donna on the go show, uh, it, it really uh, displays the, uh, I guess, the things that you go through daily. And this is something that you have to go through daily. Right. If that's your home and you're going to go into the into your home, if it's taking you 20 something minutes to, just to get to the door, it's a quite chunk of your time that other people, you know, don't don't think about. Right. Oh, that's awesome. That. That's the point, that um, what you think is fast for yourself, somebody else, is, it's a long time, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, it's different perspective again, yeah, for different perspective, different people. Um, what, uh, and you have a custom wheelchair, correct? Yes, I do. And uh, uh, what's, what's custom about it? Just the size or there's other, other features to it too? as well well i had a standard wheelchair and uh it was just too overbearing for me and i was dancing in it uh at the abilities expo and i my body got lost it was just not right for me mm-hmm. and um i thought i can't uh, this is hard to work with and when you get a custom wheelchair as you know they measure you they measure your body they measure your legs and they make sure that it kind of fits with you and it's something that you can work with. Mm-hmm. So that's 
what I decided I needed to do um, because I thought I'm going to use this thing. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, if uh, right now we're uh, obviously we're retrofitting a, a custom wheelchair for you, um, and uh, let me just tell you, you guys are awesome. I I just am so thankful. Oh, uh, it's that it's, it's our pleasure, really. This it's, this is something that. You know, Mike and I didn't even think twice about it. Uh, you know, I pitched the idea to Mike and he was like, yep, that's a great idea. Let's do it. So, uh, you know, it's our pleasure uh, and we and our main goal is to be able to help. That's, that, you know, to be able to help in some shape or form. And the rest, I believe that I personally believe that the rest will come, you know. Um, and um, so... I, I received the wheelchair, by the way. It got delivered yesterday. So this weekend, <laughs> yeah, this weekend I'm going to start uh, designing the additional equipment so we can, you know, uh, see how we can make it as light as possible and as easy as, to, as, easy to operate as possible for you. Wow. That, that would be awesome. Um, Our Peggy, pleasure. Peggy puts my wheelchair in and out of the car so many times and uh you know i i really appreciate it and her back needs to be um i need to have it light because i don't want her to hurt her back anymore and it's just you know we're gonna, we're gonna help peggy too we're gonna figure out some way to help peggy as well you're awesome you're <laughs> awesome um you're also a motivational speaker and i'm sure you spoke to various audiences I did. I spoke to young kids, young dancers at Champ Charter High School. Mm -hmm. um, I've spoken to a career transition for dancers. I have uh, spoken to Turner Syndrome uh, Conference mm -hmm. in uh, Florida and gave dance classes there. Um, obviously, I could move better then. So I really like to extend the, um, my knowledge and extend my experience. And we, are available. we would love to just talk about, you know, Donna on the go and um, talk to uh, people about filming and how we did it. I mean, how things came about. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's awesome to speak and, and be with people and talk to them. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And uh, so let's say when you talk to kids and these kids have some sort of a challenge, right? Physical challenge or, or, or mental challenge or, uh, or, or hearing, seeing, whatever the challenge it may be. Um, what's, their, what's, their, uh, what's their issue with their challenge, really? Like, how do they view themselves? And what do you, and what do you tell them? to, you know, change their perception and their view about things? Well, at the Abilities Expo, um, what we try to do is with the dance that we've done, Tam Warner um, and I have done lots of dance with dancers for Abilities Expo. We try to get them involved and we try to teach them that uh, there's, there's, and everyone can dance. Um, we had people in wheelchairs come in and dance with their arms. Uh, one girl came and danced with her hands. 
because that's what they can move. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's really good because yeah. any way of expressing yourself and, and, and getting people to have some sort of a joy uh, with music mm-hmm. is worth it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. And um, uh, so inclusion is a big part of, of your community, basically, right? Of this community. Yes. Okay. Uh, because I, I have another, uh, I met another person, an individual mm-hmm. who works with the kids who have uh, challenges, mobility challenges. And uh, he was actually very excited when, when I shared this uh, episode's and news on uh, on social media he contacted me saying you know i would love to be on your show to talk about inclusion and i'm like perfect i would love to have you you know uh, oh. so that's that's one thing that maybe the next interview will be with with him his name is ross oh. moore who is it uh, his name is ross ross moore ah oh, okay yeah I, I i met him once uh, he I, he's a teacher at uh, at a school uh, I think a physical education teacher, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to, uh, you know, yeah. give false information, but, sure. uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, I know he works with, uh, uh kids with, uh, physical challenges and, uh, you know, he said he's, he'll be interested in coming on and, you know, talking about inclusion and how important that is. This that you're doing with this show is wonderful because it brings out the discussion and it brings out the uh, awareness and it brings out the, the, the conversation yeah. that is. So what you guys are doing is great. Great. I, I'm, I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that. Um, let's talk about the caretakers. Uh, how many caretakers have you had? How did they help you? Do you still, you know, do you still need a caretaker and how often do you use them? I have Peggy, who is just phenomenal. And uh, we met, of course, she's the creator and executive producer of Gone On The Go. And I met Peggy like four years ago. And I was looking for a place. And she was looking for a roommate. And um, we knew the same people in the business. Mm -hmm. And um, I did not know that all this was going to happen. Uh, from our, from our relation, uh, from our, you know, friendship, but she's, uh, she's there all the time. Um, she helps me when I, when I need, when I fall, um, she helps me with the wheelchair in and out of the car. Um, she helps me with things that are difficult around the house. If I can't get something, if I can't reach something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to uh, be a good friend to her. Um, I'm sure you are. And I try to show my appreciation to her as much as I can. But uh, Sounds like Peggy is your guardian angel. Yeah. <laughs> that, yep. That's great. That's, that's, uh, that's awesome. Uh, relationship friendship there it's uh, it's really uh, hard to find these days yes um so what's the what's the hardest thing that you do as part of your daily life what is one thing that you do every day but you find difficulty in doing it um 
getting dressed is a little bit difficult. It's, it's, it's an adjustment. Everything is an adjustment. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to, uh, getting up out of a chair is an adjustment. I have a lift chair that Peggy has in, has, uh, had in her place. And, um, thank God she brought it all the way down for me from somewhere else. <laughs> and, uh, it helps getting up. Yeah. But I, I mean, there's a lot of little difficult things, dressing, getting up from the chair. Um, but it's like a, a, a choreography in itself. I found a way to do it mm -hmm. most of the time. And I think that's what you need to do. You need to choreograph and find out how you did it before. Yeah. And yeah. It the same way again, and then you're okay. Perfect. Um, and, you know, the reason I asked that question is because I'm pretty sure you had thought about an equipment or a device or, or something that can make things much easier for you, right? Maybe you found, you found that equipment, maybe you didn't, but obviously you thought about it, right? Yes. A chair that moves that's not so cumbersome would be fantastic because when you go out, you kind of like don't want to have someone, you know, push you all the time. And I have a, a, a wheelchair that I can move on my own, but um, your arms get tired after a while. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I want to go fast and keep up with Peggy or my friends or whomever. And uh, I mean, I guess it's easy for them when I can keep up with them. And, and that would be fantastic. But the things that I have seen have looked so heavy and so hard to maneuver and so expensive. Yeah. I just don't know if I could deal with it, but. Yeah. I was yeah. actually watching another, uh, another entrepreneur yesterday who started a similar company to mine, uh, maybe before, before, uh, before me probably. And she was talking about how there exist all these exoskeletons uh, mm -hmm. that people wear, but uh, it's actually very difficult to get into those exoskeletons. Sometimes it takes you 20 minutes to an hour, and then it takes an adjustment period of three months sometimes just to get, just, just so you get adjusted and used to the, that exoskeleton. And then at the end of the day, those things cost a fortune, right? Yeah. So you, I guess uh, the, the, way, the way to approach this is to really ask, you know, uh, Donna, what do you, you know, how do you see this work for you? You know, okay, the, the technology exists, but what's the adaptability or what's the uh, practicality of it? That's a really important question. And that, that question or that answer, the answer to that question should come from you, you know? Um, and of course, and then the price follows and then other stuff should line up as well for it to be a successful product that can help, you know, people with physical challenges. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, that was something, uh, you know, an eye, an eye opener again yesterday that I've been pretty involved with lately. Um, so uh, my last question to you would be uh, an advice that you can give us in our endeavor here to contribute to, to this community. You know, I listened to my friend Eileen Gruber the other day talking with you. Now, mm -hmm. I'm going to agree with her. 
to listen. Everybody's different in their needs. Uh, to give them a chance to figure out in their own head that it's not an embarrassment to have a wheelchair or a walker or whatever. Um, and to get, to get them in their head to think of it as a different way. And, you know, I'm speaking for myself, too. Um, it's hard for me to see myself in a power chair. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, that feels like I'm what, losing. Okay, let me ask you this. What do you want to see yourself using? Because, to be frank, you, you do need some type of an equipment. For example, Eileen wants to use uh, hover, hover shoes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what would you want to use? I would be okay with a small little thing, a little motor thing that you can just hook onto your wheelchair and it goes and then it's easy to take off. I'm, I'm okay with that. If there's any any miracle way that this could be possible, um, I would be okay. I don't like that. It makes you feel like, to use a power chair, you're like, oh my God, you know, I got to use this big, heavy 400 pound thing. <laughs> I want to go and then I need a van and a ramp to pull it up. I mean, it's bad enough. You have to ask people for help and assistance and you feel like a burden. And then you, then you're seen like this. It's just like, oh my god, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I. Uh, Donna, I understand. all of her stuff. You know what I mean? Here comes Donna and her walker. Here comes Donna and her cane. Here comes Donna and her raised toilet seat. Here comes Donna. You know, it's like a lot of focus on yourself. Just, it's kind of hard to get over that. I, 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 can, I can completely understand that. I actually, I did a webinar where, uh, where Eileen and Vince were present. I, I, you were there too. Yeah, yeah I was too. there. Huh? Uh, I and, yeah, and I talked about uh, how uh, the mentality uh, should change a little bit, right? Yes, I, and I understand that it feels, uh, it doesn't feel good to be using all these equipment, right? But at the end of the day, if it helps you, um, you know, overcome another injury, maybe it's, you have to look at it in a different way sometimes. And again, yeah. for me, it's easier to say, obviously, you and, and people who have, you know, physical challenges think of it differently. But that was, that was kind of like what I, what I researched and what I thought the statistics said that, you know, a lot of people, because they don't use the proper equipment, they end up hurting their, themselves more. Right. So that was one of the highlights of that webinar, actually. It's true. Or you don't want to go in a wheelchair, so you go back to a cane, and then you're like, I can't do this. And then you, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's uh, you got to get out of the, uh, that mentality. It's, you got to, you got to train your mind different. It's, you know, easier Obviously, said than. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and, Everybody needs to train their mind, not only people with, uh, with challenges. Everybody needs to tra train their mind to think in a, in a certain way. 
that that is beneficial to them, of course. And and that's it. I know. Uh, thank you, Donna, so much for for being with us today. Um, thank you for asking me. Oh, really? Our pleasure. Our <laughs> pleasure. Uh, I want to thank everyone who tuned in for this one. Uh, we'll see you next time with a new guest. Until then, I want you to all know that the only thing that holds us back is the awareness of what we're capable of doing. Wow. Well said. <laughs> well awesome. said. Thank you so much, Donna. Bye. Bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.